God has placed pieces of himself in every ethnic culture throughout the world. None of us have the complete picture. Um, the intent was to turn us into seekers, that we would seek him in understanding ourselves and in learning how to navigate our relationships with each other. Proven his great love for us. 
in all of your ways 
are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. So undeniable can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I can hardly think as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still in Love, love, you're a good, good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're a good, good father. Blue Water, so good to be with you today. So one of the things that I've been doing is fasting for some spiritual reasons, some health reasons, um, and it's been so good, especially with Vern um, and some of our Justice Warriors doing our sugar fast. Um, and it's just been a few weeks of really feeling filled up with uh, the Spirit um, and filled up relationally, and it's been so good. And so I just hope this morning that all of you, as we get ready to feast on this sermon of Danny's, um, that you all have access to ways to fill yourself um, emotionally and spiritually and relationally. Um, let's pray as we prepare our hearts to hear the sermon. Father God, we thank you so much for providing for us. We thank you for always being there for us and for being the one who leads us by still waters and to the feast. Um, Lord, we just ask that this day you would uh, be with us and prepare our hearts, God, uh, that you would allow us to really sink into uh, what you want us to be hearing and what you want us to be doing. Uh, we pray, Lord, that this uh, time would just enlighten us and bless your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Blue Water and welcome to any visitors or guests that we may be having for the first time. We love having you on our virtual service. My name is Rolo and I am the children's pastor 
And if you haven't heard yet, together with Connor Hendricks, our youth pastor, we've been putting together some exciting events for our kids, including some missions trips for the older kids. So for more information on that, check out the emails that we've been sending. Or if you're a high schooler or junior high or a parent of those, check out the Slack app that we've got for you guys and all the infos on there. Now we'd like to continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. If you're giving online, go check out our super smooth, awesome website and you can give there. Or if you want to, you can send a check directly to our church office. And now it's time to pray for our kids. Kids, if you're in the room, stand up and we're going to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you for the next generation. I ask that you would bless them. You would strengthen them. You would prepare them for another week of learning and adventure and growing. Ask that you would uh, also bless them today as they spend time with their families. In Jesus' name, amen. We love and are so thankful to have so many different amazing people that contribute to what we do here at Blue Water. And we love having different voices that speak unto the glory of God. So we're headed westbound, headed toward Pearl City to a place called Waimalu. And we're gonna go pick up Danny Espiritu. We're just gonna have a little chat, a little ride with her. She's gonna take me to a place that's special to her. Fill up some gas. All right, we got some uh, Coconut water today. Okay, I think we're right over here. Perfect. Hey, hey how's it going? Some coconut water. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for requesting. I like, I love coconut yeah, water. Yeah, me so. too. Especially since it's so hot lately. So, where are we going? Um, so we're headed to, it's called Blaisdell Park now, but um, used to be Pearl Harbor Park, but it's this park right on the um, shore of Pu'uloa down there. Okay. Yeah, maybe a few minutes away, driving. Right. I love all the trees in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. So um, this house is actually like my great-grandparents. When they developed this community, they bought that house. So okay. All those trees they planted in like the 50s. Really? Basically, we like to eat. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of things that you can eat from. So all of these uh, shopping centers and stuff, that was probably like... Yeah, it was like, well, it used to be in taro and then in rice and then sugar later. Cool. Yeah, so there's, I see Blaisdell Park. There used to be like a 12-acre fish pond at the mouth of the river that kind of runs along there. Um, and just fish ponds all along Pu'uloa that, that don't exist anymore. I mean, just my first impression coming here I mean, with my imagination and thinking of like an old fish pond and looking out, you can see the vastness and it's, it's beautiful. But then there's this huge yeah. structure there. Um, there's nobody in the water. I guess maybe it's trash day soon. I don't know. Maybe we can park and then walk around. Yeah, if you can show me a spot. For sure. I think one of the heartbreaking things about this place is it, it's very apparent how the health of Aina and the health of Kanaka, like the health of land and the health of people, 
uh, mirror each other. Um, but then in the midst of it, there's beauty and there's like the Lord's grace and hope of, of restoration or redemption, whatever that might look like. Mm. When I think about Kanaka and Aina, I think about like Genesis 1, mm -hmm. right? And with the Lord um, kind of blesses, blesses um, people um, and, and says to, you know, inhabit the earth and go out. And in the English, it says to subdue it. Uh, I think for me, like for indigenous people, I would guess mm -hmm. that there's a huge wrestling with that in the mm -hmm. way that it's been interpreted and perhaps misinterpreted, um, which means to come in and, and just dominate land mm -hmm. um, and in, in a lot of ways destroy it. If I don't come and dominate a land, what would, what would be a... What would it look an, like? Yeah, what would, what's an alternative? You're not just going in kind of with a, an agenda necessarily. Mm. Sometimes you're going just to connect and perhaps, you know, to connect with the creator through creation. Yeah, so like sometimes I'll come here and it's interesting, right? Because there can be like radios going in this area and like, you know, folks um, having like loud conversation and whatnot. But I think like when I go near to the shore, uh, there's this pause and just like be aware of his breath in like the lapping of the ocean, like on the shore. So I think, yeah, this is this is one of those where it's like the Lord meets us in, in the brokenness. Uh, the Lord encounters us in, in that place. Um, and there's there's beauty there. Yeah, maybe give me a little, a little preview about the sermon. What are you preaching on? And, and the focus is looking at what was the Lord's intent with culture? Um, you know, and I, I think for me personally, like I'm, I'm always pressing into like the Lord's heart about things. There, are, there are all of these ways that it could go, probably not as planned. But what was the plan? And how do we get back to that? All Thanks right, so much. Thank you. Thanks for taking me and sharing your prayers and your, your spot. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the AC. Yes. <laughs> Aloha Kako, Aloha everyone. I'm going to start a little bit differently uh, today. So my name is Dani Espiritu. I grew up in Kaneohe and I live in Waimalu with my ohana now on my father's side. Um, my grandfather is from Hilo, Hawaii uh, and he's Chinese. Um, and, my, and my grandmother is from Honolulu, uh, and she's Korean and Puerto Rican. And on my mother's side, um, my grandfather is from Lahaina, and um, his ohana is from Wailuko and Maui. And he's Hawaiian, um, Filipino, and Spanish. Um, and my grandmother um, is Samoan and Palangi, so she's of Samoan and um, European descent um, from Amoli and Fungatsongo in American Samoa. Um, and my mother was raised in Waimalu, where I live, and my father was raised in, in Honolulu. Um, and so I thank you folks for um, just allowing me to share that piece. Um, for me, in a, in a talk about culture, it was important um, to honor and to bring in like the people and the lands um, that have, have raised me, um, though there are a lot of others. Um, and so we're in the middle of this sermon series um, on culture. Yeah, in the last few weeks, Jordan has talked about um, basically how good people get taken out. Yeah, we talked about groupism, we talked about um, moral um, selectiveness, and most recently, um, yeah, he shared about the importance of truth um, and the importance of really um, exploring the entire truth and then extending grace um, in that place. And so today, our focus is looking at um, the Lord's heart 
and intent for world cultures. Yeah, and so um, as a way to begin, I'd like to offer um, the Hawaiian word for, for culture, which is mo'o meheu. Yeah, so the word mo'o, one of the definitions um, is a series or a sequence. Yeah, and then meheu um, actually means clues or footprints or tracks. And so put together, we get this image of this series of footprints or these series of clues that folks who, that have come before us have left that tell us about what they valued, um, how they lived their lives, how they interacted with each other and with their natural environment. Um, and so we'll use this idea of mo'omeheu to kind of explore um, through scripture, yeah, what, um, what, do we, what, do we, what can we find out about the Lord's heart um, for us in terms, of, um, in terms of world cultures. And so just kind of a roadmap uh, for, for our talk today, um, we'll start off with looking at the footprints of, of John um, in Revelation. Um, and then we'll look at um, look at the footprints of Paul in both um, in encounter in Acts, um, as well as um, in Romans. And then I'll share a bit about my own journey um, in terms of exploring faith um, and culture. Uh, and then we'll look at what is what does all of this um, mean for us today, and why is it important? Yeah. And so um, I'll just go ahead and pray for us. Um, so Kekua, Lord, I just invite you. Um, I just honor you in this place, Lord. We just welcome your presence, and we thank you for your goodness. Um, God, I thank you for um, the pieces of you that you've placed in each person who is here, that you've placed in each person who is watching. Um, and we honor those pieces, Lord. Um, we bless you to move, Lord. We bless you to bring um, your revelation to us today. Um, and we pray that you would just be glorified by our hearts to seek after you. In Jesus' name. Um, and so we'll open up, we'll start off with Revelation 7. So we'll open up to the book of Revelation. Yeah, and so um, just a little bit of context. Yeah, Revelation 7, the apostle John um, talks about being taken up to the throne room. And so he's describing this account. Yeah, and he witnesses this great multitude of diverse languages and nations and people that are worshiping before the Lamb of God. Um, and so we'll read through um, this account. We'll start with um, verse 9. It says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne, worshiping God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. I just kind of want us to sit in that image for a little while. Yeah, we, we, we get to see what it's like as, as John is taken up to the throne room and see, sees this diverse group of people who are just worshiping, yeah, in their, um, in the diversity of expression of their languages, in their cultures. Um, and we get to see the Lord's heart um, for that, yeah, that he's placed pieces of himself in each people group, yeah, in every nation, in every language, in every, um, in every tribe. Um, and all of those folks are coming together to just worship him. Um, and so um, I'll ask you folks, yeah, what is striking to you about this image? Yeah, why do we think that the Lord would have it um, that every nation, tribe, and language would be represented? The image depicted in Revelation is, is of course, absolutely, absolutely stunning. Um, but I think an important question for me 
is what about what about right now? Yeah, what about this moment that we're in right now? We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah, we're in the midst of economic crisis that is affecting um, poor communities and devastating poor communities and poor countries around the world. Um, there are ongoing racial tensions that are tearing communities apart. What does the Lord's plan and intent for diversity, how does that help us to navigate um, the time that we're in right now? Yeah, for a lot of us, it feels like we're kind of walking and, and perhaps groping through darkness. Um, and so how, how does his word and how does his plan help us with that? Um, and so what we're going to do is we're actually going to shift gears a little bit um, and we'll be in Acts. And so you can go ahead and, and open up to Acts 17. We'll be reading from um, verses 24 through 28. Um, and those of you who've been following along the series um, know that Jordan preached on this um, not too long ago. Yeah. And so to just give a little bit of context, this is where Paul is actually in Athens. Um, and he's, um, he's talking um, to a group of Athenians and, and foreigners Yeah, right before this account. Um, it talks about how he was grieved um, to see that the city was full of idols. And then he preaches in the synagogues and then he preaches in the marketplace. And then he gets invited to preach in this space um, that was intended to be a space for discussing the latest ideas. Yeah, and so he's sharing with folks about Jesus um, and he's sharing with folks about the one true creator God. Um, and so that's where we pick up in verse 24. It says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And so Paul starts off by explaining who God is. Yeah, he, he talks about him as the creator of the universe, that he cannot be confined to any one place um, or in anything that was created by humans. In fact, he doesn't need anything from us as people. Um, and he is the one that gives life and that gives breath and, and then that provides everything else. So then in verses 26 and 27, um, Paul begins to talk about global diversity. Yeah, and he, um, he, he references Adam. Um, and, and he begins to talk about how all nations of the world um, descended from one man. Um, and, that the, and that the Lord determined our times um, and our boundaries so that we would seek him. Yeah, as, as Jordan shared before, um, the purpose of him placing us throughout the world um, was that we would learn to seek him and to reach for him. Yeah, in some versions, it even says to grope for him, though he's never far from us. And I think in this moment that we're in, that's such good news um, because it often feels like things are so chaotic. Um, that that's all we can do is try to grope for the Lord and the, the reassurance that he is not, he's not far from us. And so we see that the Lord placed us throughout the world simply to turn us into seekers. Yeah, that we would seek him in exploring the pieces of him that are hidden in us. Yeah, in our personal culture or cultures, as well as in figuring out what it looks like to navigate building and being a community of folks that each reflects a different expression of him um, that deserves and, and needs to be honored. Um, and so if it's okay with you folks, I'd like to share a little bit of my own um, journey and story that I think relates to these scriptures. 
um, and also might help us to navigate a little bit in this season. Um, and the first is a really simple exercise. Um, yeah, and so in Hawaiian, um, there are several words for breath. Yeah, one is hanu. Um, and so hanu is when you breathe in. Yeah, and um, the other is ha, and ha is when you, when you breathe out. Yeah, and that same word ha, um, we see it in, in Genesis 2 when the Lord um, forms Adam. Yeah? So he forms, he forms him out of the earth um, and then he, it says he breathes into his nostrils. Yeah? In, the, in the Hawaiian text, it says, Hana yeah? he breathes out into his nostrils. And so as we hanu, yeah, it's that imagining of, of breathing in that life-giving breath that the Lord is breathing out into us. Um, and Jesus reminds us, right, um, to, to bring everything that makes us weary, um, all of those burdens and give them to give them to him for his yoke is light. Um, and so when we ha, yeah, when we re release breath, it's, it's releasing all of those things that are not ours to carry alone. Um, and so it's that exchange um, and that intimacy and that awareness of his presence. Um, the other thing in this exercise has to do with um, na'o. Yeah, oftentimes in English, um, we talk about our heart yeah, and how we're motivated by our heart. Um, in Hawaiian, our center is our na'o, yeah, it's our gut. Um, that's, the, that's our connection yeah, with keokua, that's our connection, our spiritual connection. A lot of that centers around there. And so I think in this time that we're, that we're operating in, it's important for us to ask ourselves, you know, how, how am I really? Yeah, there are so many stresses, there are so many things going on. Um, the consciousness of how our own na'o is doing, I think allows us to invite the Lord to minister into those places that really need it um, and that really need the healing. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll put one hand, it doesn't matter which one, one hand on your na'o um, and then one hand on your heart and we'll just breathe. Um, yeah, so we'll do hanu and ha three times and I'll just kind of walk us through it and then you can just make that exchange with the Lord. And so hanu and ha, hanu, ha, hanu, ha. Yeah, and so just be aware of his presence. Yeah, it's like um, Brother Lawrence talks about practicing the presence of the Lord. Just be aware of his presence, be aware of your breath and be aware of his presence in your breath. Yeah, his presence in your na'o. Um, I think for me that exercise um, is both very grounding um, and it also reminds me not only of his presence in me, um, but that that same thing is true of every person that I encounter. Yeah, that his presence um, is in and his breath is in the breath of the person that I'm talking to, regardless of if there's conflict. Yeah, and his presence is in creation. Um, and so how do I operate in a way that is honoring of the pieces of him that are reflected in the people um, that he's created? Um, in my life personally, um, I found a lot of truth um, in Paul's words from Acts 17. Yeah, like the exercise that we just did, which could go even deeper, um, cultures played a significant way, uh, significant role in how I've experienced um, and grown deeper with the Lord. I found that my faith um, and my culture have both sharpened each other um, and they've actually strengthened each other. Um, and so I think for all of us, yeah, we know that we're reflections of the Lord. Um, we are his handiwork. 
Um, and I think as we grow deeper and we get, begin to uncover the unique pieces that the Lord has placed in us and in our people and in their homelands, uh, we are able to uncover different facets of him um, that the world needs. Um, and as I shared with Antonio the other day, a huge way that I connect personally with the Lord is through Aina um, or through land or through creation. Um, in Romans 1.20, Paul talks about the invisible qualities yeah, of the Lord, um, his eternal power and his divine nature that are clearly seen throughout creation so that no one has um, any excuse. Yeah, mankind knows the creator through creation. Um, and so for me, the lens and practice of Hawaiian culture, whether it be breathing and exchanging ha with the Lord, uh, whether it be kilo and this keen sense of observation of the environment, um, or learning to honor well and to pursue healing um, in that place, um, all of these things help me to understand um, facets of the Lord more deeply um, through this connection with culture. And so how about you folks? Yeah, how are ways that you have experienced uh, or grown closer to the Lord through your own culture? Okay. Um, as some of us know, um, unfortunately, sometimes learning about or connecting with our culture can be challenging yeah, or can be painful. Um, if we think back to the Lord's ultimate plan for culture and diversity that's reflected in Revelation 7. Yeah, this beautiful picture of the throne room and just a diversity of people um, worshiping the Lamb. It's, it's no wonder that this is an area that the enemy constantly tries to attack. Yeah, it could be bringing shame or guilt um, or causing us to feel like we need to leave our ethnic cultures altogether. Um, one area um, that this rings true for me is actually in the, in the area of language. Um, for those who might not know, Hawaiian language was actually outlawed um, as a medium of instruction in Hawaii schools from the end of um, the 1800s um, all the way through the 1980s um, as a push to Americanize. And so children who were in schools were beaten for speaking Hawaiian language. So when I was growing up, I didn't know anyone that spoke Hawaiian language, even though I grew up in a Hawaiian family that was living in Hawaii. And a lot of that stems to some of the policies um, that were in place. Um, and so it wasn't actually until my mid-20s um, when I graduated from college and I, I came back home to Hawaii um, that I started to learn Hawaiian. And the attack of the enemy in that place um, was and continues to be pretty severe. Yeah, The enemy tries to continuously bring in shame or comparison, which are not from the Lord. Um, but this is also an area where I experience the Lord's comfort, where I experience the Lord's encouragement, and where I experience the Lord's grace. And so I'm able to connect with Him um, and, and receive that intimacy in that place. Um, as I press in deeper in language, it also opens up ways of understanding the Lord um, that I never knew were possible. Yeah, it's like when you start to operate in the prophetic for the first time, it's tapping into this piece of Him um, and this communication style with Him that you never, it's a whole new world. Even if we look at that word mo'omeheu, yeah, it gives me a, a picture and it, it evokes all of this imagery about exactly what the Lord's intent is, that He would leave these footprints within us that would eventually lead our way back to Him. Yeah, even if there are missteps along the way, we can pursue Him um, in that way. There have also been times where I've needed to lay down parts of my culture yeah, and surrender them to the Lord when He's asked me to, um, though painful. Um, they felt like these, these kind of Abraham and Isaac moments. Um, and when this happens in those, in those times, um, the two truths that I cling to is one, um, that my culture is a gift from the Lord who created me. 
And on the other, it's that he is deserving of everything that I have um, and that I was created solely to worship him. Um, an example of a piece of my culture that the Lord has, has called me to lay down is, is hula. Um, several years ago, I was invited to join a traditional hula halo um, and through a process of just pule or prayer um, and just conversation with the Lord personally as well as with others in community. Um, I just didn't feel um, like that was something that I was to pursue um, at that time. And the Lord was asking me um, to lay it down um, so that I wouldn't be seeking my culture um, more than I was seeking Him. Um, and I think, as with many of us, the, the different things that you know we've surrendered to the Lord, um, there isn't necessarily a um, time frame. Yeah, it could be laying it down for a season, um, and it could be that the Lord asks us to lay it down indefinitely. And so, as we saw in in the passage of Revelation, yeah, we were created to be worshipers. Um, however, sometimes when we travel um, down this path of Mo'omeheu, yeah, when we when we follow those footprints. Uh, we might find footprints that reveal steps that we're not honoring to the Lord. Um, and so when we look at the truth um, that every part of us, including our cultures, um, were created to worship the Creator, um, that becomes a measure um, that we can use to gauge um, what we enter into yeah, and, and what we leave closed. Um, and the key is that we seek Him in the process. Yeah, it's this constant, process of discernment and of conversation with the Lord. And it all goes back to intimacy and whether or not those things are drawing us closer to Him. And so I want to invite us um, to ask, yeah, for those who feel like you need the Lord to speak in a little bit more. Yeah, perhaps a question is, is Lord, how will connecting with my culture bring more intimacy with you? Yeah, how will connecting with my culture honor you better? Um, for those of us who, are, who feel like we're ready to jump in, um, perhaps a question is, Lord, how, how do I connect more deeply with you through my culture? Yeah, what is my first step? Um, for those of us who might have no idea um, what our personal culture is, um, I would invite him to speak into that place um, and just rest and trust in the assurance that he's going to speak and that he's, he's in that process. Yeah, we know the heart of our Lord. We know that he makes us with intention. Um, and that he weeps with those who weep and that he mourns with those who mourn and that there's no emotion that we have and no question that we have that's too much for him. Um, for those of us who are just entering the journey, um, I think it's important to remember to have grace with ourselves. Yeah, um, he's given us our lives to, to peel back the layers and to uncover the pieces of him that he's placed in us. Um, and so enjoy that process of self-discovery and enjoy that process of of traveling with him to uncover those pieces that he's hidden in us. Um, and for those of us who feel like we're high identifying um, in our cultural identity, um, I would ask us to remember to allow him to sift us, yeah? To be willing to lay pieces of our culture down um, in humility and in affection to the Lord um, if he asks us and to trust him with those places. Um, and so for us as a church, um, I, I think it's important to ask ourselves, how might our body yeah, be enlivened as we enter into this journey to seek um, the pieces that he's placed in each of us and we bring that to the table? Um, it absolutely takes courage <laughs> um, and it takes faith to be this community of radical lovers that the world often doesn't see. What might it be like to be a church full of grace and faith 
um, that speaks truth in love and that reflects the picture um, of the kingdom that John is describing. Yeah, um, to have our prayer and worship and our discussions reflective of the diverse cultures and languages in our body. Yeah, the beautiful thing about us at Blue Water is we have such a, a diversity um, of people. Yeah, are we willing to commit to bring our full selves um, to the table and to, to carry our people and our lands and our waters and our communities um, with us? Yeah, will we walk and sometimes weep um, together in that place? Um, and will we commit to this constant work of self-examination, yeah, of receiving and extending grace and honor, and of choosing into community and choosing to stay humble um, and to stay at the table even when it's challenging. Um, and the only way I think to do that is to go deep um, and to reach out for him and to grope for him in the process. Um, and so I'll just pray for us. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for who you are. Um, I thank you that you're good. I thank you that your design is perfect um, and that we are able to see and experience the beauty of your diversity through the people and lands um, that we encounter. Lord, we just bless you. I bless what you're doing. I bless the ways that you're moving. And I pray that you will just continue to speak um, for each one tuning in, Lord. Would you just speak about what is that next step? What are the things that you um, want us to uncover? Um, what are the things that we need to know, the reassurance that we need to have? Lord, and I pray that you would just increase our intimacy um, that you are increase our ability to hear and to know and to see and and to experience you lord and and the ability to to travel well together as this community of of believers that worships you with all that we have in jesus name amen. Amen. yeah i feel like there um there might be someone out there who um perhaps has unforgiveness with a parent or a parent figure um, that is of a certain ethnicity or is of a certain culture. And I think that unforgiveness is getting in the way of um, exploring and receiving the Lord's gifts um, tied to those people and tied to that cultural background. And so I just encourage you, um, if that's you, to ask the Lord about that, to, uh, to ask the Lord to minister in that place. Um, and if you feel like you need others um, to pray with you, yeah, we have the prayer team and we also have Sozo ministry to kind of go deeper in those layers of forgiveness. Hey Blue Water, thanks for joining us virtually this week. Connor and I really just loved and connected with this week's sermon. Yeah, one thing that we um, loved about being missionaries for years were exactly the kind of things that Danny was talking about in the sermon, about those clues and footprints um, that we see of the Lord in different cultures. We saw so many different expressions of culture, of worship, and language that glorify the Lord. Um, and we just really felt like to understand the Lord more deeply and see more sides of his beauty that um, we needed to become students of how other cultures across the world ha have sought him and seen different aspects of his glory. So if you need prayer for anything uh, to be able to process this sermon or if you have a need for spiritual healing, please email julie at bluewatermission.org. Yeah, and we would just love a chance to pray for you guys really quick before you take off into your busy weeks. So Jesus, um, we thank you so much for everybody who is tuning into this service, if they're a Blue Water regular or if they are um, just visiting. And I just pray that everything that you have um, for people to soak in from this week's um, sermon, Lord, I pray that you would just 
uh, really speak to them in certain areas of how this can apply to them personally and their cultures, Lord, um, and how they can see the little pieces of you that you have left for us to seek you um, in our individual cultures, Lord, and that we can come together as a, um, one body of Christ. Um, so yeah, I just pray that you would bless everybody with strength and with energy um, and a great week. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us.